Welcome to Tales After Midnight Podcast, where we bring you stories of the supernatural, the unexplained, haunted history, true crime, folklore, urban legends, and other tales that go bump in the night. So join us on these sometimes spooky and esoteric stories of Tales After Midnight. Greetings and welcome to the very first episode of Tales After Midnight. We're so thrilled you stumbled upon us and so excited you're here. If you're into anything mysterious, curious, or a bit on the dark and obscure side, then you've found good company here with us. Consider yourself part of our spooky family. So, since this is our very first episode, let's just take a moment to explain our show format and a brief introduction of who we are. As far as the format goes, every episode will first start with a greeting. Next up will be a topic that will be at the dark heart of the episode. The topics will vary, but we promise we will do our due diligence of the research topic before we hit record. After the main topic, just to entertain you, we'll have something very special at the end of each episode. Some will close with what we like to call Tales After Midnight Audio Theater, where we'll give you a short story or some other audio treat that will be candy for your spooky ears. So be sure to stick around until the end. For now, we'll be a monthly podcast, but as our show grows, we may go bi-weekly or even weekly, maybe even some bonus episodes. But that will depend on you, our new eerie family. So now, let's do a quick intro about us. I mean, you want to know who you're listening to, right? Okay, that's fair. Well, my name is Cole, and I've been fascinated by all things dark and spooky ever since I was a child. While other kids were out swinging baseball bats, I was the lone weirdo exploring cemeteries and diving into the darkest corners of history. Sitting right across from me is the exotic and beautiful Patricia. Say hi, Patricia. Hi, Patricia. <laughs> You're so crazy, girl. Oh, come on. You know I'm funny. Hello, everyone. Patricia and I are a tad unconventional in our tastes. For one example, while most people hit up Spirit Halloween for seasonal decorations, we're on a year-round hunt for the spookiest decor we can find. A little backstory about us. We're high school sweethearts who've been haunting each other's lives for over 30 years now. You could say that Halloween is more than just a season for us. It's a way of life. We're both artists in our own right. I'm a hairstylist, a sewing enthusiast, and I love to decorate. And of course, a horror fan. Now tell our listeners about yourself, babe. Well, music is my life. I'm a composer. I write all types of music and jingles, but I specialize in haunt and Halloween music. In fact, 95% of my vast music catalog, which includes over 500 songs, is in the horror genre. I'm also a character voice actor. I've even dabbled in sound design for very well-known haunted attractions, and I've done a lot of Foley work. For those who don't know what that is, it means I create custom spine-tingling sound effects. So, you might ask, why did we decide to venture into the world of podcasting? It's simple. We wanted a space where we could connect with like-minded souls who share our offbeat interests. So, we've been toying with the idea of starting a podcast for ages, but... We did not want to rush it. 
There are a million great podcasts out there. We know. We're big podcast fans ourselves. And we wanted to make sure that we did it justice. Also, we wanted to do something a little bit different for our show that will stand out. By adding the element of music and theatrical drama into stories of the twisted reality that we all live in. The good news is there are plenty of dark souls out there just like us. As our podcast grows, we want you, our listeners, to be a part of it. We're all about creating a friendly space where you can suggest topics and be part of our dark extended family. So please feel free to email us. Okay, so what can you expect in future episodes? Well, we're going to do some deep dives into topics like the paranormal, true crime, serial killers, cryptids, or anything of an odd and bizarre nature that makes for an interesting topic. If that sounds good to you, then we want you to join our spooky family. And that's another reason we started this podcast. People who love horror and Halloween and the darker aspect of life are just the best. That is so true. Have you ever gone to a haunt or a horror convention? It's like finding your instant family, because we're all cut from the same spooky cloth. The rest of the world may be shiny, happy people that don't get us or view our obscure interests as being freaky. But people like us, well, we just get each other, don't we? We do. So with introductions out of the way, let's kick things off with our first topic. Something light just to set the tone for our future podcast series. The topic today will simply be the origin and evolution of Halloween. So it's not by accident we wanted to launch this podcast in October, our favorite month of the year, and of course, the month of Halloween. In our inaugural podcast episode, we'll delve into its history and traditions. So, Miss Patricia. Yes, Mr. Cole. So what is your favorite part of Halloween? Oh, the cool, crisp air, the leaves on the ground. And the decorations, of course. Of course. And Patricia, what do you think about pumpkin spice? Ooh, yum. Pumpkin spice everything. Yeah, everything. If they could, Patricia, they would pump it into the air. Ooh, but how good it would smell. I know, but it's getting ridiculous. Oh, no, it's not. (laughs) Okay. Well, let me ask you this. If you could pick just one item that screams Halloween, what would it be? Probably a jack-o'-lantern. Me too. I find it funny how we run around practicing traditions we don't know the origin of. I mean, what does a jack-o'-lantern even mean? But we all do it, right? Practicing traditions we don't know the meaning of. But even if you know why we carve pumpkins for Halloween, stick around for a special treat, which will be an audio play explaining the Halloween traditions at the end. But first, let's talk about a very condensed history of Halloween. We'll go ahead and call this a Tales After Midnight Cliff Notes version on the origins without getting too deep or long. Believe me, we did a lot of research, and we could do a 12-hour series just on the origins of Halloween. But for today, we will just sum it up. Okay, let's begin way back when Halloween started. Back to the ancient origins. Halloween originated over 2,000 years ago in the Celtic Festival of Samhain, or Samhain as every movie and TV show calls it and gets it wrong. But anyway, Samhain marked the end of the harvest season and beginning of winter, which also symbolized death. 
The Druids believed the veil between the living and the dead was thin that night. The days got shorter and the dead would walk the earth in specter form. Samhain was marked by celebrations, parties, bonfires, and costumes to ward off evil spirits. This tradition of costumes carries on to this day. Of course, Romans and Christians later influenced it, with some traditions adding on to the festivities. So Patricia, tell the fine folks at home how the Romans got involved and the Roman influence. Ancient Rome conquered most of the Celtic clan, which combined Celtic and Roman celebrations of a night to honor the dead. Romans combined their own tradition of Feralia, which was their way to honor the dead, and the goddess Pomona. She was the goddess of trees and fruit, possibly giving us what we know today as a Halloween tradition of apple bobbing. Then there was Christianity's influence. In the 7th century, Pope Boniface IV established a day to honor Christian martyrs called All Martyrs Day, celebrated originally in May. In the 8th century, Pope Gregory III moved the celebration to November 1st and renamed it All Saints Day to compete with pagan rituals because, let's face it, the church didn't want to lose its followers. The pagan celebrations were too much fun as opposed to the strict Christian rituals. The night before All Saints Day, also called All Hallows Day, which was a term for Feast of the Dead, was known as All Hallows Eve, which is how we get the name Halloween. This date kept in line with the original Celtic celebration of Samhain, which was October 31st. Then in the 9th century, Pope Gregory IV added onto this, making All Souls Day on November 2nd. All Saints Day was to commemorate the departed to heaven while All Souls Day commemorated the lost souls of purgatory. They wanted to appease the pagans and Christians to bring them together into Christianity, honoring the dead but allowing it in pagan traditions, a co-op of sorts to combine all of the celebrations together. Finally, the Christian church had a sanctified day because the competition from the pagan celebrations were just way too much for the church to handle. So. Now all the leftover pagans and all the new Christians could celebrate hand in hand. Aw, how special. <laughs> like the Coke commercial, where everyone yeah. was in harmony. <laughs> yeah. I want all the pagans and Christians to celebrate a thing called Halloween. Hold on, hold on. On our very first episode, let's not do any copyright infringement. <laughs> okay, you're right. I- I'm very sorry, 1970s Coke commercial. Forgive me. Okay. So now let's fast forward to the Middle Ages in medieval Christian England. All Souls Day parades developed. During the festivities, beggars, children, and poor citizens would beg for food. So, families would give them pastries called soul cakes in return for their promise to pray for the family's dead relatives. On All Hallows' Eve, if soul cakes were passed out, not only would the dead be prayed for, but the evil souls would pass over any house that gave these yummy, yummy soul cakes. Patricia, that just sounds disgusting, doesn't it? I mean, anyone want a fresh soul cake then? <laughs> Ugh. Anyway, 
The distribution of these yummy soul cakes was encouraged by the church as a way to replace the ancient pagan practice of leaving food and wine for roaming spirits. The Christian church sanctified this, and it was thought that for every soul cake eaten, a soul would be released from purgatory. But if no soul cakes were offered, restless souls would return to earth to play evil tricks on the living. This tradition, of course, eventually evolved into the trick-or-treat custom that we do in America today. All these influences merged into the beloved American transformation. So now let's fast forward to the new world. When a melting pot of cultures blended all of the traditions into what we know and love today, Halloween. I mean, who do we have to thank for this awesomeness? Ah, well. We really have the Irish to thank for this awesome holiday. Irish and Scottish immigrants brought Celtic traditions to America in the 1840s. This was during the Great Potato Famine, which caused the Irish to flood into America in mass numbers, leading to the modern Halloween as we know it today. For example, the Irish gave us the modern jack-o'-lanterns, which were originally turnips that later became pumpkins. Our audio theater will explain how the term Jack O'Lantern got started. Okay, the time has arrived. Stay tuned for Tales After Midnight Audio Theater to learn why we celebrate Halloween with Jack O'Lanterns. But before we tell you this tale, a caveat to history buffs. Please keep in mind that folklore changes from region to region and decade to decade. So to tell this tale, we've researched Irish, English, European, and American versions to blend into one recognized tale. Now, I'm sure historians of folklore may have a different version of this tale, but ours is to entertain you with a blend of historical accuracies. In closing, we really want to thank you for tuning in to Tales After Midnight podcast and hope you can come back for more. Subscribe and please help us grow by spreading the word. And now, on to our story. This is a tale of why we celebrate Halloween with a jack-o'-lantern. Brought to you by Tales After Midnight Audio Theater. Once in a small village in the hills of Ireland, there lived a man named Jack. Jack was known far and wide for his quick wit and clever ways. But he was also known for being a bit of a trickster. He had a reputation for playing pranks on his neighbors and causing trouble wherever he went. Jack also had a bad habit of not wanting to pay for anything. His food, his drinks, he skipped out on every bill he could. That's why he got the name Stingy Jack. People far and wide knew of Stingy Jack and to avoid him. Well, one fateful night as the story goes, Jack found himself in a dark and lonely field the moon on low in the sky, casting eerie shadows across the land. Jack felt a chill run down his spine as he realized he had lost his way. Just then, a mysterious figure appeared before him. It was the devil himself, come to claim Jack's soul for all of his wicked ways. Jack, however, was not one to go out without a fight. With all the cleverness he could muster, he struck a deal with the devil he promised to reform his ways if the devil would grant him one last request. Hmm, very interesting. Your wicked ways have led you to me, Jack. 
What do you want before I take your soul? A final drink at the tavern, devil. That's all I ask. Very well, but make it quick. Jack, as stingy as he was, couldn't bring himself to pay for anything, and told the devil, There's only one problem. I don't have any coin. But you're the devil. You could do whatever you want. So, if you take yourself and make yourself into a coin, I could put it on the bar. As soon as I have me fill of drinks, you could transform back to yourself. Fine, very well, but make it quick, Jack. But Jack had a trick up his sleeve. See, he always kept a cross in his pocket, and he knew that when the devil transformed himself into a coin, he would put it up against the cross, trapping the devil for all eternity. When Jack walked into the tavern, he put the coin down on the bar with the cross underneath it. He trapped the devil while he had his fill of drinks, but being as Jack was, Stingy Jack, he decided to skip out on the tab. So before he ran out of the tavern, he grabbed both the cross and the coin and shoved it back in his pocket, trapping the devil. You've tricked me, Jack. You've tricked me. Ah, just as you've tricked many, you're getting exactly what you deserve. (laughs) After some time passed, Jack had a clever idea. He removed the coin from his pocket and told the devil, I'll make you a deal. I'll remove the curse from the coin under three conditions. Number one, you can't come after me for six years for anything. Number two, my soul will never enter hell. And number three, I want a bag of coin to last me six years. The devil agreed. What choice did he have? Very well. Release me, and I shall not come to you for six years. Jack removed the coin from his pocket and removed the cross from the coin. I'm free. Now, now remember our agreement. You can't come after me for six years, and my soul will never enter hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Six years, Jack. I'll see you then. And don't forget now, you need to leave me enough coins to last me at least six more years. The devil laid down the bag of coins, angry, knowing that he had been tricked by Stingy Jack. But he knew in six years, he would come after him again. For six years, Jack did the same old thing he always did. Old Stingy Jack. As a matter of fact, the bag of coins that the devil left him was still filled because he skipped out on all of his bills. After all, he's the only one to ever trick the devil. He thought he was smarter than anyone. Well, six years passed, and one night, as Jack was walking in the field. Hello, Jack. Ah, it's the devil. (laughs) Now, you said you wouldn't claim your soul to hell. Oh, I'm not here to claim your soul, Jack. I'm here to kill you. Oh, no. Just the same thing. Oh, no, it's not. I'm just going to kill you. If God wants your stingy soul, he could have it. Jack, being the person he was, thought quickly and said, Just one more thing, devil. You've been very patient for six years. Can I have one last look at me village? Hmm. Well, I guess that wouldn't hurt. As a matter of fact, devil... I would like you to look at it too, so you could see what true beauty is. But we have to climb up this big tree all the way to the top so we could see over the village. Okay. Oh, good. Okay, well you climb up to the top of this tree, and when you get to the top branch, you can look down at the beautiful village, the rolling meadows, and the streams, and I'll come up right behind you. But old Stingy Jack had one more trick up his sleeve. 
When the devil went up the tree, Jack took out a carving knife and carved a crucifix into the base of the tree, trapping the devil up there. Hey, this is kind of a nice view. Why, I think I'll... Oh, what the... Jack, you tricked me again. Rub out that crucifix so I can come down. Never! <laughs> the devil was scorned. He knew he was trapped again. Trapped by Stingy Jack. I'm smarter than the devil. I'm smarter than the devil. You are not smarter than me. You're just lucky and stingy. Jack, feeling as cocky as ever, thought for a second, then replied to the devil. Ah, that could be true, but I am the one down here, and you're the one all the way up in the top of the tree. Now, of course, Jack knew this couldn't last forever, but Jack being Jack had another plan. I'll make you another deal, old devil. I'll let you down. I'll rub out this crucifix and you come down here. But we have an agreement. You can't touch me for as long as I live. And don't forget, I can never go to hell. My soul is not yours. Now that's a deal. I never want to see you again. So Jack was a man of his word. He rubbed the cross out and the devil came down. They looked at each other and parted ways. The devil hoped never to see him again. And as far as keeping his soul out of hell, well, the devil was truer than his word. He did not want Jack down there. As a matter of fact, Jack was so bad, so devious, so stingy, that the devil thought of him as competition. Jack and the devil never saw each other again. Until six years later, Jack took very ill and he was on his deathbed. Oh, my time has come. I wonder what will become of me soul. As Jack drew his last breath, his eyes closed. Jack died. He could feel his soul ascending towards heaven. As he grew closer, he could hear the harps, the angels singing. And as he got to the pearly gates, he was encountered by an angel. Oh, me glory has come. Oh, thank thee. Let me in, angel. Please let me into the gates of heaven. The angel simply stated, Oh, Jack. Your wicked ways bar you the way to heaven. You were stingy in your life and you made deals with the devil, so we have to send you down to hell. Oh no! Jack screamed as he went down towards the pits of hell. When he arrived, he met up with the devil. Ha 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 ha, my old friend Jack. Oh, devil, please won't you help me? Heaven didn't want me. Oh no, now now, a deal's a deal, Jack. I promised I would not claim your soul. Then you won't let me in even to ask me where he head? Oh no, a deal is a deal. And you, my friend, tricked me. I will never forget that. However, I'm not going to send you alone, Jack. The devil grabbed a piece of coal out of the hellfire. He handed it over to Jack and said, I can't take you. Remember our deal? And heaven doesn't want you. So here's this coal so you could light your way as you roam the earth in darkness forever and ever and ever. <laughs> the devil satisfied, knowing that he had finally outwitted old Stingy Jack. He sent his soul towards earth, where he was to roam forever. I'm lost and I'm weary, and this coal is burning me hand, Jack lamented. But I need it to light me way through the darkness. Jack's soul roamed his old village. All the people that he scammed, cheated, and was stingy with could actually see his soul lit up 
by this piece of hellfire coal. Oh, this is burning me, hand. Jack couldn't take the pain of the hellfire coal anymore, so he looked around and he found a turnip in a garden. I'll take this and carve it out and put the coal in here so I could carry it like a lantern. Jack took the turnip and carved holes in it that resembled a face. He put the hellfire coal in it and it had an eerie glow that the villagers could see. Jack, roaming around in the darkness, his soul lost to eternity. Every night, an eerie glow would roam the meadows and the hills, and the villagers would watch from afar. Some of them would say, There is old Stingy Jack, his soul lost for eternity. It became a moral story not to be stingy and wicked. Other villagers said, There's Stingy Jack carrying the devil's fire. Eventually, he just became known as Jack of the Lantern. The story of old stingy Jack of the Lantern spread from Ireland to England to Europe, where people would take a turnip and carve it. Then they would put a candle in it in remembrance of not making a deal with the devil. The important part was to carve a scary, spooky face to ward off the devil or any demons that followed behind. After quite some time, the story emigrated like its people to America where they found a new type of winter squash called a pumpkin. They found that this was easier to carve and much, much larger, more fitting for a candle. So they would carve the pumpkins and they would put a candle in and walk around like stingy Jack of the Lantern. In time and through the years, as things often do, this tale changed. It became stingy Jack of the Lantern to Jack of the Lantern. When Irish emigrated to America, they would term, Oh, tis jack-o'-lantern. Which is why today we celebrate Halloween with a jack-o'-lantern. Don't make deals with the devil. Thank you for listening to Tales After Midnight podcast. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, give us a like, leave us a review, and most importantly, spread the word to help the show grow. All music and sound effects provided by In Dark Solitude. If you have an idea for an upcoming show and would like to contact us, please email us at talesaftermidnightpodcast at gmail.com or you can find us on Instagram. For more info, visit our website, talesaftermidnightpodcast.com. Until next time, stay dark and spooky. Spooky.